In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Cleveland Brown Daily legend, Bo Bishop. Bo, how are you? Legend. God, I appreciate that. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm great. Just got uh, got back home after doing CBD today, and uh, we had Miles on and Joe Thomas. So it was a fun little program, and uh, thrilled to be able to chat with you, my friend. Thank you very much. And it was great, actually, to come into the building in October and meet you face-to-face. Right. And... It's an, it's an awesome uh, setup you've got there. I can't believe the room is triangular. When you watch it at home, it, it looks square, but in real yeah. life, it's a, it's a triangle. Yes, it, it's, a, it is kind of an int- it's a unique space, uh, to say the least, with, with the triangle there and, and making it all work. But uh, it's a fantastic space. And as you know, having been in the building, um, it really is a fishbowl. Uh, you cannot believe who walks by in the course of that show and the amount of big things that have happened while Nathan and I have been on air doing that show, are stunning. And the stuff that we see sometimes with our own eyes and we can't really say it, uh, at times it's been challenging, but it's a good type of challenging. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't rather do the show anywhere else. It's the perfect place to do the show. You're really in the heartbeat of the entire operation. I've got to ask this question. Have you ever been told off by saying something that you've seen that you shouldn't have said? No. Um, no. I'm pretty good about that. I mean, I've, I've, I had a pretty long career in this and I and and in doing so kind of aware of you know what you can share and what can't you share um aware that there is a public you're doing a public show and that there's a tone for that and there's stuff you see privately that has to be kept privately um so just over the course of a a relatively long career I've been able to kind of understand uh what you can say and what you can't that leads me quite nicely on the next question is um uh, a lot of our fans, especially internationally, obviously see you on Cleveland Browns Daily, but we don't really know a lot about your history in uh, in the whole Ohio sport world. So would you better give us like a 30-second just overview of how you sure. got the job with the uh, Browns? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll do it as quickly as I can. I, my wife and I were – I was a television sports reporter, and she was a television news reporter in Florida. And uh, she moved up to Columbus and um, – capital of Ohio. I moved up there with her about a year after, six months after she moved up and, um, and started working in Ohio. And then we got married. And at that point, I realized I was going to spend the rest of my life in Ohio. Uh, we moved up to Cleveland in 2015. Um, I was doing the TV and the radio on various platforms for 20 years. And then um, the opportunity with Browns Daily came up um, I was in the building doing my Columbus show, which airs from 10 to noon, my ESPN Columbus show that I do every day. And um, I had familiarity with the Browns and a great respect and great relationships with the people that made these type of decisions. And we had talked before. There's a mutual interest. And I was there, and it was something that I wanted to do. I would have loved to have done. And the opportunity presented itself. And then I started doing it. And what, what's, I think, Paul, most amazing about it is the genuine chemistry that I have with Nathan, who is really in a, in a matter of six, eight months, 
become one of my best friends. And I didn't know him previously <laughs> to that. Um, so the chemistry that he and I have, and I think it comes through on the show, is very genuine and it leads to off air as well. And this is a guy I didn't know a year ago. Yeah. Weirdly, I'm in a very similar situation with my co-host, Jack. We didn't yeah. know each other a year ago. And right. now we speak to each other every single day. We're like best buddies. But I will say one thing. You're going to have the exclusives here. We had our first fallout um, a week ago. And, uh, but we, we solved it within an hour. And okay. um, <laughs> it's all back on track. So do, do, you, do you and Nathan ever clash or, or ever clash like on wrestling legends or anything no. silly? Or? No. The only, the only thing with Nathan and I that in the beginning really challenging was, and he has admitted this many times on the show, is that he had a close personal and continues to have a relationship with Hugh Jackson, but had a close personal relationship with Hugh. And that was a very, I didn't have that connection to Hugh. Um, we were professional, but I didn't, you know, we weren't friendly. I mean, we were cordial, uh, but there was nothing more than that. And so like when, when that happened, um, I was kind of like, good, that needs to happen. And it was, that was a hard one for Nate. Because, you know, he had a relationship with you. So, uh, but it was never anything that ever got contentious or anything like that. Awesome. And lots going on uh, TV at the moment, building the Browns. Did you watch it over the weekend? Boy, I think our video team is just spectacular. And I said this to start CBD today. I said, you know, a lot of attention was given to Hard Knocks and rightfully so. It's incredible. Um, But Hard Knocks, you didn't get to follow the people of consequence. Um, it, were play, it was players who didn't make the team in almost every regard. They were players who weren't going to make the team. And what you get with building the Browns, that, that first eight and a half minutes of the show with Freddie Kitchens, I think you see what Nathan and I saw pretty early with Freddie, that there was a lot more to this guy than meet the eye, that there was a natural charisma and leadership that was all there, um, that I think unless you had seen him in the building like we had, maybe that's been a harder sell for you. And I'm not necessarily speaking to Browns fans. I just mean the NFL at large or the NFL media at large are skeptical, I think, of, of the Freddie hire. But if you watch the first eight and a half minutes of building the Browns, I think it's abundantly clear why the Haslam's and John Dorsey were set on Freddie Kitchens because there is a natural energy and charisma to him that, that, was, that was so excellently portrayed uh, just by simply putting a mic on him and letting him go. Yeah, I thought he was uh, great. And the way he's strategically thinking about coming outside of the box and doing different ways, different things in different ways, you know, he may come across as a character that's very old fashioned and stuck in his ways, but I don't think so. I think he's, um, he's got some great leadership skills and number one rule is you hire the best people around you um, to to make sure you're going to be successful. Don't be scared to hire talent around you. And he's he's done, I feel his first steps have been very good. I think you crushed that. I mean, I think you hired Todd Monken, who probably a year from now will be coaching an NFL team. If you have the stones to make that hire, you have the incredible self-confidence. This is the thing that Freddie can do better than, or as good as I've ever seen anybody do it. He, his ability to be humble and completely self-assured at the same time, there are very few people that can do that, and he does it. And that's how you can hire the staff that he's hired. And let's not forget – Paul, I mean, this guy is an offensive genius. The, the stuff that he was drawing up last year, a lot of that was stuff we'd never seen before uh, in the NFL. That was him and Baker, just mad scientists. And, and so we get all that too. So it's, I think, I think if you watch Building the Browns, you see it all makes sense. Um, hot topic today is uh, Dorsey potentially going to be trading up. What's your uh, 
headline view on that? You know, it's funny. Uh, John Dorsey, I think we, right after the Beckham trade, shortly thereafter, we had him on the show. And I keep wanting to, like, praise him. And I think he wants to strangle me when, he, when I praise him. But I keep praising him. And I said, I've never seen in the history of the NFL this type of talent infusion. Um, how do you ever sit back and go, God, look what I've done. And I knew he wasn't going to answer it, you know, but I still wanted to put it on the record that what I think what he's done is the most impressive thing, you know, in the history of the NFL from a talent infusion standpoint. And the thing he said was, I'm on to my next project. And that's who he is. Like, okay, we got Odell Beckham, big deal. We're seven, eight, and one. I'm on to my next project. So when he said on the Schefter podcast that, you know, my phone's open, if you want to call, I'm interested, let's talk. That's who he is. I mean, I think the man just relentlessly pursues improving the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I think that's all he's doing. I don't know how we lucked into him, buddy. I don't know. But we did. He's ours. And I see him every day, and he just relentlessly pursues making the Browns better. So if, if an opportunity comes to move into the first round and get back into it, absolutely. I'm sure. No stone will be unturned. Yeah, it's super exciting, and I'm I'm always on the fence with Dorsey. Not anything uh, negative about him as uh, the general manager, but he gives smoke signals all the time, like, "Oh, I'm not going to be doing this," and then he does it. Or we see him with Darnold, and then we sign Baker Mayfield. So, you know, yeah. he, he gave the negative of Duke Johnson, and then boom, let, you know, Duke Johnson maybe getting probably one of the most snaps as I don't know as running back or a slot receiver. I I feel that sometimes people look into what he says far too much. I believe I there's so much smoke screens that he puts up to uh, make things interesting. And I love the fact that we just don't get any gossip or any leaks out of the Browns off organization. None. That we've been in. None. No. I mean, there's just no, there's no drama because he won't allow it, you know? So there just isn't, I mean, and you're right. It's one smoke signal after another. You gotta be careful what you chase down. Um, and it's, you know, he, it's funny, like, you'll, you'll come in, you'll do 15 minutes with you, and you'll give you, you walk out of it, and it's amazing. But then a lot of the stuff, you try to point it, put him in a corner, and he won't have it. He will not fall for the bait, you know. So I think, um, again, I'm glad he's ours. That's all I'm, I'm happy for. Yeah, I'm super excited. And one thing I feel like I've let you down, Bo, is OBJ. You know, he's in London, yeah. and I haven't still You're found not. him, you know. I've tried, I tried the cardboard My bureau chief. I've... You know, I'm getting all these tips. I'm getting all this inside information, but I yeah. still haven't got that photo or mini yeah. interview with him. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying my hardest. It's all right, buddy. You're you're the London insider. You're the European insider. I think it's all going to happen uh, in due time. Um, we'll, Odell Beckham will be here when he's here, and we can't wait for it. Um, but I have all the faith in the world that you'll be able to track it down. Awesome. Well, this week's a very exciting week as well because we've got Game of Thrones coming up, oh. and I know yourself nathan and now uh jake burns is in the mix he's a bit of the yeah. game of thrones uh, guy i personally will just wait and watch the last episode before yep. the new one comes out get my brain all engaged yep. but how do you see it ending massive question to start with yeah that's big i think um i think that we have to view this from a tv show perspective we got to remember that because martin hasn't written the books that this was greenlit by HBO, by Benioff and Weiss, and they had to tell HBO how this was going to end, right? Because they were going to spend 
you know, a billion dollars, you know, shooting this thing. And they didn't know at that time if it would be a hit or not. So they had to know that their plan was good. So I say that because anytime somebody says to me, uh, you know, the White Walkers are going to win or the Night King's going to win or something like that, I just, I just say, I can't imagine that HBO would greenlight something where zombies win or that all life is extinguished on, on that planet. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't buy that. I think it's a television show. So that being said, I think it's some combination of Danny or John or their baby. If I had to bet on anyone, I would bet on John because he's already come back from the dead once. So I don't know why, what would stop him from doing it again. And I would think that his son or daughter with Danny would be the next in line. And that would be the way it would go going forward. Do you think this will be the end though? Uh, of this saga, I do think it will be, you know, the end. I, you know, I mean, I know they're doing a prequel. I suppose you could try to do a sequel to this, you know, down the line. I mean, the, the world is built. Um, so you could do a, a sequel to it, you know, 15 years from now or something if you wanted to, and it'd be a really big deal. Uh, but the prequel that they're signed up for, I mean, they do 10 episodes a year and that takes eight or nine years to do. I mean, that would theoretically be, 2030 before we get a Game of Thrones sequel. So they could definitely do it that way. And again, your, your question also, I think, goes to my theory that why would you want to shut the door on this world, you know, if you didn't have to? So I, I just don't think that it's going to be, you know, some solution that's the final solution. Do you think they're going to have two endings so it will yeah. never leak yeah. what the ending will be? Yeah, I bet they've shot. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they shot two or three, four endings just to make sure that it never, that it never leaked. I bet, because that was a big problem at the end of last year um, with the, you know, the ice dragon eye and all that stuff that happened, that that, that leaked out. And um, I try to avoid all of it. I think if you're somebody, if something does come out and like, if I see you tweet it, you're done, you're muted. I'm not, I'm not, you're <laughs> muted and blocked. I have no, no patience for that, none. So I hope it doesn't happen. Um, but I'm, I do think, I'm sure they shot multiple endings. Excellent. And to finish up the show, I'm going to my first Indians game in May. What That's right. Other, what other sports would you recommend in Ohio for me? As, a, as someone that sure. is a, what can I say, a, goes across all sports locally yeah. versus someone who just likes the Browns like myself, any, anything that you'd recommend? I would say the quintessential Ohio experience is an Ohio State football game at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Uh, that that would be if, if, like – to me, like Ohio State represents for people from Ohio for a hundred years, they win nine out of 10 games. I mean, they're Manchester United, okay. you know, like, so they've been the one, like if, if the mills are down or the economy's down or the weather stinks on a Saturday at noon or three thirty or seven o'clock, the Buckeyes are going to make you proud. And they put 108,000 people in a stadium and they go nuts for three and a half hours. So um, to me, if I, that to me is the quintessential Ohio sports experience, um, other than the ones you've already done or will do. Excellent. And do you have to go to college to get a season ticket or can anyone get it here? No, not anybody can get a season ticket. You can pay for a ticket. Season tickets are almost impossible to get, but, um, there's a long wait list and you have to be a donor and all this stuff, but, wow, okay. um, but from a, but you could, you know, you could buy tickets online at a, you know, on the secondary market. And what about uh, Columbus Crew? Yeah. Um, with, with the Browns taking over, what, a couple of months? Oh, being influenced now a couple of months ago. Have you sure. seen any change or any link-ups with the Browns and uh, the crew at all? Yeah, I mean, I think you see a more streamlined vision of what that 
franchise will be going forward. It's awkward because they've been on the job a couple of months, right? And, and so the season started. So they're trying to influence change, you know, in real time, which yeah. is really difficult. I, I think that what the, what the Haslam-led crew will be will be when they move into the new stadium in a couple of years in downtown Columbus. That's when you'll see, like, what the true impact is. But the, I, was so, I have a long relationship with that franchise going back over a decade. And um, the one thing I told all my friends who work there who are associated is that you're about to be treated as good as anybody could ever treat you in professional sports because that's what the Haslam's do. I mean, they, there are no corners that are, that, are, that are skipped. There's nothing. I mean, they, they do everything at the best level. And they'll do that with the Columbus crew who have never had that experience before. Um, they've always been a stepchild in Columbus. And, and so for the first time, they'll have ownership that is really dialed into them. Excellent. Well, hopefully one day we can go and watch a game together. That'd be a blast. I'd love to take you down. Excellent. And mate, thank you very much. Uh, we all love listening to you and Nathan every day on uh, Cleveland Browns Daily. So thank you so much, mate, for everything you do. Well, I thank you for being my, uh, my European and London insider because I can't, I got to have that. You've broken several stories on the show, so we have to keep that up. All right. Well, I'm going to try and work on the next uh, big story. There you hopefully, go. hopefully it doesn't involve uh, Odell. Hopefully he's That's right. nice and clean in London with no trouble. So, uh, That's right. Exactly. Absolutely, my friend. Take care of him over there. All right. Excellent. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you in uh, Ohio soon. Very good, sir. Look forward to it, buddy.